We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. More reinforcements are on the way for the Ducks. We're breaking down the latest commitment from the transfer portal. And we're back like we never left. Oregon fans, what's going on? How we living? Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast. Just in case you're new here, my name's Max Torres. I'm the publisher and lead editor of Ducks Digest, and we have another big episode for you today. It is Tuesday, January 16th, 2024, coming to you from a sunny Long Beach, California, and we have plenty to get to, and you can find us wherever you find your podcasts, or you can find us on YouTube at Oregon Football Max Taurus. If you are watching us on YouTube, do me a favor, hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. Leave me a comment letting me know what you think about this latest edition and your thoughts on Oregon recruiting. So, getting us started, a new edition for Dan Lanning and the Ducks as Houston defensive lineman Jamari Caldwell commits to Oregon. This news coming on Friday afternoon, early evening hours, and the Ducks continue to beef up the trenches, which has continually been a big priority in the offseason. It's kind of funny how the, the way things work in the transfer portal, just as far as the Ducks were already getting commitments rolling before the season was even over. The season obviously came to an end with a huge victory, a 45-6 beatdown over Liberty in the Verbo Fiesta Bowl, but Dan Lanning and the Ducks had already begun stacking talent to add to their 2024 roster. So what do we need to know about Jamari Caldwell, the newest member of the Oregon Ducks of the program? Well, he's a redshirt junior from uh, Newberry, South Carolina, listed on the Houston roster last year at six foot one, 325 pounds a redshirt junior, so it looks like he'll have one year of eligibility remaining once he arrives in Eugene. That's uh, that's at least what it's looking like right now. In 2023, he had a very, very productive year for the Cougars, their first year in the Big 12 Conference as conference realignment continues to make its way throughout the college football ranks. He was one of the Cougars' best defensive linemen, and he finished with a total of 26 tackles, eight and a half tackles for loss, six and a half sacks, and one forced fumble. 
So I think there's a couple things right off the top here that really stand out to me about Jamari Caldwell. First of all, you just have to look at the build. Six foot one, 325 pounds, not the biggest defensive lineman, or should I say the tallest defensive lineman, but he was one of the most productive defensive linemen, one of the most productive players in the trenches last year in all of the Big 12. He was an all Big 12 selection for the Cougars. So you're adding a lot of important experience to this defensive line group for Tony Tuioti, Tosh Lapoy, and Dan Lanning. Caldwell also had a couple stops at the junior college level, playing at Hutchinson Community College and uh, Independence Community College before he finally made his way out to Houston, out to the Lone Star State. So it's important that you're adding experience here because this is a, a group, a defensive line that is in Eugene, that's going to be losing some studs from a year ago, right? Brandon Dorless, Casey Rogers, Popo Amavai, they're all doing what they can to take their shot at the NFL level. I think Brandon Dorless is pretty clearly the most talented of that bunch, but Casey Rogers was an absolute stud during his two years at Oregon. And then Popo Amavai, maybe not a guy that filled up the stat sheet, but he was an all-conference guy, uh, first-teamer throughout his time in Eugene with the Ducks. So I think he would make a very, very solid addition to any NFL roster that's looking to beef up the interior of their defensive line. With Dorless obviously moving in, playing some inside, playing some outside, and, and really flourishing, getting after the quarterback. And that's another thing to me that really stands out about Jamari Caldwell, the newest duck. Six and a half sacks last year. He had two sacks in the Cougars game against the Texas Longhorns in late October. That was a game that really came down to the wire and ultimately could have derailed the Longhorns' playoff chances. So to know that Jamari Caldwell can go toe-to-toe with a team like Texas, with an offensive line like the Texas Longhorns that went to the college football playoff, I think that is a great indication of the type of talent that the Ducks are getting. But perhaps even more important with this addition for Caldwell is that, with this addition of Caldwell, rather, is that he can rush the passer. He can get after the quarterback. And that is so, so valuable because we know that Oregon has had its share of difficulties getting after the quarterback in recent years. I think they put that bet that to rest a little bit in 2023, right? They did a much better job getting after the quarterback and generating that pressure from the interior. And that's something that all the great teams can do. You look at what Michigan did to that Joe Moore award winning offensive line in Washington during that national title game. Part of the reason they were able to come away with that win and play a great game of defense and stifle one of the best offenses in all of college football was because they could get after Michael Penix by only rushing four. And that's ideally what Dan Lanning and the Ducks want to do. They play that, uh, they play that 425 defense in Eugene. I'm pretty sure it's a 425. And that's, or maybe it's a maybe it's a 4-3. I'm pretty sure it's a 4-2-5. Uh, I'm gonna have to, to double check that one. But I know they play with four down linemen. That's the case in point here. So if they can generate pressure with just four defensive linemen, I think that's gonna go a long way for this defense in, in 2024. So that's one of the things that I really like about this edition of Jamari Caldwell as the Ducks continue to retool their roster for the 2024 season. He's the first defensive lineman Caldwell is 
to join the Ducks via the transfer portal. We know that they were involved with some other names. Uh, the biggest one, of course, being Walter Nolan from Texas A&M. He was the number one player in the transfer portal and actually ended up at Ole Miss after whittling down his recruitment to a final two of Oregon and Ole Miss. So I know a lot for a lot of Duck fans, this one stung. That one stung, missing out on Walter Nolan. But to get a guy like Caldwell to hop on board, I think is really going to help this roster continue to be a force, specifically on defense, as they make that first move to the Big Ten. You're going to be going against some really, really good offenses, some potent offenses, and of course, some physical groups along the defensive line. So the way that the, the Ducks have been constructing this roster since Dan Lanning got hired I think has really propelled them to this next level and and helped them be prepared to face any kind of team that lines up in front of them. And that's what they're going to have to be able to do, not only in the Big Ten, but as they hopefully make their uh, take their shot at the first expanded playoff this year in 2024. So that's another reason this is an important addition is because you have to have your roster ready to face just about any team, not just the teams that you're going to face in the Big Ten, but Oregon could find themselves going up against another SEC opponent, and we know how that unfolded in, in 2022, but this roster is clearly already a whole lot different than Dan Lanning's first game against the Georgia Bulldogs out there in Mercedes-Benz. Uh, is it the Mercedes-Benz Superdome or the Dome? But it's in Atlanta. We all know what I'm talking about. This roster has gotten absolutely loaded since Dan Lanning took over at the helm of the program. So let's talk a little bit more here about what this addition means for Oregon and maybe zoom out a little bit and see what the Ducks are looking like in the transfer portal and any other big recruiting headlines that we have kind of gotten into recently. So right now, Oregon's defensive line in 2024, if you're looking at the interior, you have guys like, of course, Jamari Caldwell. He he projects to be an instant impact kind of guy for Oregon via the transfer portal. But you lose those guys that I talked about earlier, Brandon Dorless, Casey Rogers, Popo Amavai. So you're going to have to turn to some other players. I think the, the main veteran that as of right now, I believe is going to be back in Eugene for one more season is Keon Ware Hudson. He has played a lot of football for the Ducks and he's shown flashes, but hasn't been uh, a guy that necessarily stuffs the stat sheet either. Um, so now that you have him, you've kind of looked like you're going to have Caldwell and Keon Ware Hudson. And then looking at the rest of that defensive line, you're going to have players like Mateo Uyangalele, Jordan Birch on the edge, Tatum Tuioti, Blake Purchase as well. But the interior of the defensive line is a relatively inexperienced group, seeing that you lost so many veterans. But I don't think that Oregon's in a bad spot right here. They are certainly not hurting for talent, guys like Amari Washington, Michael Gardner, two studs that they signed out of the state of Arizona in the 2023 recruiting class. Michael Gardner listed on the 23 roster at 6'2", 290 pounds. Um, and then I was looking for Washington. Let's see what he's listed at. Um, Amari Washington, that is 6'3", 330 pounds. He's originally from Detroit, Michigan, but came to Oregon by way of uh, Chandler High School out in Arizona as well. So you have guys like that that could very well find themselves in the mix as Oregon kind of goes through this change along the defensive line, right? 
who else do we have here? You have guys like um, Johnny Bowens. He was a former Texas A&M commit, and I know that some people I've talked to around the program have been very excited about him and kind of the potential that he has to break through uh, along the defensive line in 2024. He's listed at 6'3", 290 out of the state of Texas. So he's a guy that was battle-tested coming out of high school, Judson High School. Jake Shipley is one of those defensive linemen that actually, outside linebacker, he hit the transfer portal, and he, along with Tavita Pomee, are those two notable losses for the Ducks so far this offseason. But neither of those guys had a huge, huge impact. So I think that's one of the overarching points that we see from Dan Lanning and the Ducks as they navigate the transfer portal. You have to think about not just the additions, but also the departures. Um, the guys that are moving on from the program, Jake Shipley ended up at North Texas, I believe. And then Tavita Pomee actually stayed in the state of Oregon, committing to new head coach Trent Bray and the Oregon State Beavers. So I don't think that a lot of these losses are detrimental via the transfer portal. And we've kind of seen that theme for Dan Lynn and the Ducks since he has been at the helm of the program that these guys that are leaving, they don't necessarily have a huge, huge impact at their next spot. And they don't always necessarily go to a big school. So their background as recruits doesn't necessarily match up or correlate to where they're going to end up the second time around. If they do indeed enter the transfer portal, another guy that I think could be interesting to keep an eye on is big Terrence green, six foot five, 315 pounds out of the state of Texas as well. So not only did the Ducks sign a really, really good 2023 class, but I think that some of those guys that they signed in the 2023 class, they were kind of, um, I think marinating was the word that I chose to use in a recent episode of Locked on Ducks with my guy, Spencer McLaughlin. They were kind of marinating, let's say, all throughout last season, learning behind guys like Brandon Dorless and Casey Rogers. And I think that's really going to help propel them forward. And I think that's something that is is almost impossible to quantify or qualify maybe even is just the value of that experience that these young guys had under these veterans. I think back to what Kamar Matuti said when I was out in San Antonio at the Adidas All-American Bowl about Jeffrey Bossa coming back for another year and how that's not necessarily where his head went another guy that he's going to have to compete with for playing time. No, it's, this is a guy I can learn from someone who's been in the program for multiple years, who's been a multi-year starter in that Oregon defense under Dan Lanning. So I think the defensive line is a group that we could really see a big change at even in 2024, when you see all of these guys leaving because Dan Lanning has recruited the position along with Tony Tuioti and Tosh Lapoy, of course, they've recruited the position at such a high level that they are more or less positioning this group to, to experience pretty limited drop-off, if at all, because you're turning to such talented recruits that have taken a whole year to learn the defense, learn the tips and tricks from the veterans, get their bodies right so that they're ready to play at the college level once their number's called. And I think that we're going to really see the value of a redshirt year because you don't see a ton of guys necessarily playing early along the defensive line. Obviously, Mateo, Blake Purchase, and Tatum Tuioti were, were some of those exceptions. But 
you don't we haven't really seen a whole lot of young guys play along the interior at Oregon. I think the the most notable example that I can think of is Jordan Scott out of the state of Florida. And I believe he was a class of 2017 recruit. So that that has been a little bit since we've seen a defensive lineman have an instant impact like that along the interior for the Oregon defense. So the the cupboard is not bare by any means, and we haven't even talked about any of the 2024 guys that the Ducks have signed, but maybe we'll get to that after a quick break. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back to the Ducks Dish Podcast. I'm your host, Max Torres. Hope everybody is having a great day. It is Tuesday, January 16th, so... We're kind of uh, getting our week started here, right? A lot of us had a long weekend, and uh, maybe you're heading to the gym, driving to work, driving home from work, taking a little lunch break, whatever it is. I am just so glad to have you along to talk some Oregon football and Oregon football recruiting here on the pod. Now, looking forward, let's talk a little bit about some of the 2024s. That's what I wanted to get to before the break. Let's talk about some of these 2024s because Oregon just signed the best recruiting class in program history. And a big part of why they were rated so high and ranked so high was because of the caliber of talent that they were recruiting along the defensive line. And the names include guys like Jericho Johnson. He was an Adidas All-American out of Northern California. I think he was at 6'2" right around 360 pounds when he checked in out uh, in San Antonio. So he'll probably need to to uh, chisel his body a little bit and, and cut down on some of that weight with Wilson Love and the strength and conditioning staff in Eugene. Then you have guys like Aiden Breland, a five-star recruit out of Santa Ana, California, modern day high school. Tion Gray from St. Louis, Missouri, another huge, huge body uh, along the defensive line. And then you got guys like Jackson Jones out of the state of Arizona, Elijah Rushing out of the state of Arizona. He's already enrolled and getting going with the Ducks as well. Um, I want to make sure I'm not missing anybody here because that would be embarrassing. Uh, but as far as the defensive linemen, I've already hit on a lot of them. 
and then who else do you have? Of course, I'm glad I checked. Zadavian Sims, a six foot four, 290 pound defensive lineman out of the state of Oklahoma, the number one recruit in the state of Oklahoma. So you look at all those guys that are joining and a defense that's already so talented. And I think there's probably at least one guy you would hope, right? At least one guy that is going to be involved early on in his college career, whether that be the two deep or maybe even a possible starter at some point, right? We can't rule that out. This Oregon staff has done such a good job of identifying guys, recruiting guys, and then coaching them up. That's the biggest thing you have to keep an eye on. And I think kind of the biggest caution that I that I kind of find myself throwing to people is that it's it's only half of the battle to recruit the guys and get them to Eugene. It's what happens once they enroll, what happens once they start going through the strength and conditioning program, learning the playbook. And then, of course, what happens when you tell them to line it up and, and go ahead and rep it at a high level in live action, right? So Oregon's defensive line has plenty of talent, and I think that Jamari Caldwell was such an, such an important addition because you needed to add some experience, somebody who had already gone out and showed it and performed at a very high level, and that's exactly what Caldwell has done during his time at the college level. So one more year, it looks like, for Caldwell at, uh, at the college ranks, and I think that he is a very important addition in the transfer portal for the Ducks, which helps segue into my next point pretty pretty nicely so let's take an updated look at Oregon's hall in the transfer portal and just kind of talk a little bit more about what we think of Dan Lanning's group here so looking at 247 sports and their uh their layout here the Ducks have nine incoming transfers and they are among the best in the entire country Maybe that's a good place to start, actually, is the transfer portal rankings. I put a tweet out earlier this morning over on my Twitter account, at Sports. Make sure you guys lock in with me over there. The Ducks are ranked number five in the entire country for their haul in the transfer portal. They are only trailing Colorado, Florida State, Texas A&M, and Ole Miss in that order. The Ducks do have one five-star, as do the Ole Miss Rebels. And there's a couple important things we can glean from this. Nine commitments for Dan Lane and the Ducks. Nobody else in the top five has fewer than 14. And then if you look a little bit further down the list, the Ducks are... That was the other point I was trying to make. The 90.33... Oregon's transfer portal additions, Oregon's transfer portal commitments have an average rating on 247 Sports of 90.33, and no other team inside the top 20 has that rating or can match that. The next team that you'll find is Georgia. They only have six commits, commits and 91.17 is their average rating per commit. So you're seeing Kirby Smart do it. And you're seeing Dan Lanning do it. It is a quality over quantity approach. We know that Colorado is a transfer portal school. They do not excel in recruiting the high school ranks. Or maybe I shouldn't say they don't excel. That's not where their priority is at. Uh, we've seen that uh, Deion Sanders and the Buffs are really leaning on the transfer portal to assemble their roster. And then Mike Norvell and the Seminoles have done a really good job bringing in top talent from the transfer portal, but they also recruit the high school ranks incredibly well. 
How about Mike Elko and the Aggies with 22 commits over there at number two in College Station? And then Lane Kiffin and the Ole Miss Rebels with 15 total commitments. Uh, they are a school that has an interesting balance between the high school and transfer portal rankings as well. Recently added some commitments from running back Logan Diggs from LSU, Diego Pounds, an offensive tackle from North Carolina, and then Yam Banks uh, from South Alabama playing some safety for them. So this is going to be an interesting year once we see how all this talent really disperses itself throughout all of college football. And for Oregon in the transfer portal, it's hard to ask for a much better haul if you are Dan Lanning and the Ducks. They got things rolling with Dylan Gabriel, the Oklahoma quarterback. He's going to come in and play his last year in Eugene, the lefty from Oklahoma. And he is going to be a whole lot of fun to watch in this Will Stein offense. And then they said, hey, let me do you one better. The Ducks went into the portal again and got UCLA quarterback Dante Moore, a former Oregon commit and a former five-star recruit. That doesn't mean everything, as we know. Stars don't always add up once you get to the college level, and it was a turbulent year for Dante Moore in his debut season with the Bruins out in Westwood. One of the more interesting programs to follow in college football with Chip Kelly, there was kind of a bit of a rotating door at quarterback, so couldn't really find a whole lot of consistency could Dante Moore in his first year at the college level. So that's a huge addition for the Ducks because not only do you have your quarterback for 2024, you presumably have a guy that projects to be your starter in 2025. I think that if Dante Moore can can play four or fewer games for the Ducks, that's exactly what you want the situation to look like. And then you can enter 2025 in a competition with guys like Austin Novosad, Achilles Smith Jr., and Luke Moga. They're all projected to be in that room at that point in time. So they have the best transfer portal hall in the country at quarterback. That is pretty much, uh, I think, a point that everybody can agree on. And looking at the other positions, running back, you went into the portal if you're Carlos Lachlan to land Northwest Missouri State transfer Jay Harris. He was an All-American at the Division II level, six foot two, 215 pounds. And I think that that helps round out a three-headed monster in the backfield that will be headlined by Noah Whittington, Jordan James, as well as Jay Harris. So Carlos Lachlan is really going to have one of the best backfields in the entire country. Yet again, he has done a phenomenal job coaching up the running backs at Oregon. A couple more guys on offense. How about Evan Stewart, former five-star recruit and the number one ranked receiver in the transfer portal. He com- excuse me, he commits to Oregon and gives Junior Adams and the Ducks another really, really good option at wide receiver. He'll line up with guys like a 1,000-yard receiver, Tez Johnson, who comes over from Troy and then has one more year left in the tank with the Ducks. You also have veterans Treshawn Holden, Gary Bryant Jr. coming back. How about former five-star wide uh, wide receiver recruit Jurion Dickey? He was spent much, much of his freshman season recovering from an injury that he sustained in his senior season of high school. But I know a lot of Duck fans want to hope want to see more of him in 2024. And you also have guys like Kyler Casper and Justice Lowe in that room so we'll see who can make some noise in the receiver room offensive line not a group that loses a ton necessarily but you do lose some important players in jackson powers johnson your starting center and the remington trophy award winner as well as your starting right guard in stephen jones but have no fear is probably what uh, elite terry and the rest of mike cavanaugh said 
The Ducks went into the portal to get Matthew Bedford from Indiana, one of the most experienced guys at that position. And he was actually formally committed to Colorado, but he said, hey, no, let me let me go ahead and ride with the Ducks in 2024. As for the defensive haul for Dan Lanning, Tosh Lapoy, and the rest of that coaching staff, not a ton of players on defense so far, but they did go to get Kobe Savage, a safety from Kansas State, uh, who I think can do a little bit of everything. He was another all-conference caliber player, and he is going to help fill a big need for the Ducks. You lose Evan Williams, you lose Steve Stevens, you lose Brian Addison. Tysheem Johnson should come back. It looks like he'll be ready to go for another year. The former Ole Miss transfer. So Kobe Savage is a guy that you can probably plug and play <clears throat> instantly once he gets to Eugene. And then staying in the secondary, you have Cameron Alexander, the speedy lockdown corner who comes over from UTSA. And this guy had a ton of production uh, for the Roadrunners. I think it was 15 pass breakups. It was either 15 or 17 pass breakups and two interceptions in his one season with the Roadrunners after coming over from Sam Houston State. So he's another guy that this staff is certainly excited about. And then you also have Atticus Sappington, the Oregon State kicker, who was consistent and accurate all year for the Beavs. That's a big position of need for the Ducks after they move on from the program's all-time scoring leader, kicker Camden Lewis. We know that uh, that was a little bit of a, a struggle throughout the year for Lewis to really find some consistency and then and, and kind of find his confidence, right? He just really wasn't the same after he missed that kick against the Huskies in October. But this is a really, really good group so far for the Ducks, for Dan Lanning and company with only nine commitments. They are the only program inside the top five with less than 10 commits in the transfer portal. And they may not be done. The Ducks are involved heavily with Jabbar Muhammad, the Washington Huskies transfer cornerback. He is one of the best players available. And I think he is going to be a big time addition if, that's an if, if the Ducks can get Jabbar Muhammad. We also know that Texas is heavily, heavily involved. He is a native Texan, is Jabbar Muhammad. So we'll see if the Ducks can add him in the transfer portal as well. And that would be a huge addition for Dan Lanning and the Ducks. But Jamari Caldwell is the latest addition for Dan Lanning and company via the transfer portal. The Ducks continue to beef up the trenches. And it's important that you follow me on Twitter and Instagram at mtourisports on both of those platforms. You can subscribe to my YouTube channel at Oregon Football Max Taurus. You can read all of my written work on ducksdigest.com and you can share do me a favor and share the Ducks Dish podcast with your friends, with your family, and with other Duck fans. But until next time, thank you guys so much for taking some time out of your day to talk some ball with me, and we'll see you on the next episode of the Ducks Dish podcast. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.